Welcome to Little Minds, Big Thinkers. I'm your host, Tammy McMorrow. This is a podcast where we celebrate the magic and messiness of the elementary thinking classroom based on the work of your favorite of mine, Peter Liliadal. In each episode, we'll hear and learn from those who are in the elementary trenches doing this important work. My hope is that this podcast offers you a front row seat to how building a thinking classroom by Peter Liliadal is liberating our youngest mathematicians to think all over the world. In today's episode, I get a chance to talk to my BTC buddy, Nicole Medina, who teaches first grade in Kentucky. By the way, did you know that Kentucky is right next to Indiana? As you listen to this conversation, you'll no doubt hear her passion for the thinking classroom. She shares it on Facebook as well. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Nicole Medina. Hey, Nicole, everyone, meet Nicole. Nicole, meet everyone. Hi, Tammy. Hello. Now, when I say everyone, it could be my mom and dad. We know they're listening. And maybe my cousin, Lori, and maybe my cousin, no, my friend, Charlie. She's practically my cousin. So, yeah, who knows who everyone is, but when they hear and I know too. <laughs> when when they hear that I'm talking to Nicole, everyone will rush to the podcast and want to hear all the wonderful things we're talking about. So thanks for coming. Well, we, thank you. And we have a great topic. I'm excited to talk about the stuff we love, Tammy. Right. Like we you and I go way back. We're like BTC buddies. We are. I actually a lot of people think we like live in the same town. I've been asked that several <laughs> times, but we met like a year or something well, after. It was about, I think it might've been in January of 2022. Yeah. I think that's because that's when I started and that's when I started posting things in the big group on Facebook. Oh, yeah. And so that's oh. my memory is that's when you reached out to me because one of your gifts is you're a networker, you're a connector, <laughs> right? You're not afraid to say, send pers- a person a message and say, hey, tell me more about what you're doing. So <laughs> that's my memory. I don't, you might have a different memory of how we. No, yeah. that's probably it. My sense of time is probably not the same as your sense of time. Yeah, well, we go way back, but from Facebook, because I did see you in that big group and I was like, <gasps> a person who is not a high school teacher because I immediately felt it was a little bit different. And mm-hmm. so I was so excited to see you on there. And there were some other people too, like Gaine and um, Diane. There were some other people that just yeah. like started at the beginning, kind of talking about their journey. And so I was so excited to join you, but I do live far from you mm-hmm. and only got to meet you at the Indiana conference. So I'm right. so grateful for that. That was good to see you in real life. Yes. And now you're my friend forever. Yes. And you picked me up at the Indianapolis airport. <laughs> now, my geography skills are not stellar. So little did I know that Kentucky and Indiana are like right next to each other. We are. Yeah, so it was it was cool that you were able to pick me up and save me an Uber ride. But yeah, oh, we were good, bud, Tammy. Yeah, we go way back, and people mm-hmm. might not know. I suppose a lot of 
lot do, but some might not know that you're one of the admin for our BTC group. So yay. Yay. Yeah, yeah that's fun because that's the you all are my people. Like yes. I love to talk math with you all. So um tell us a little bit about yourself, like not only as a teacher, like we want to know about you as a teacher, but also a little bit uh, about yourself as a human. All right. Well, I'll start with the human side. I uh, am a mom and a wife. I have three children from first, third, and seventh grade, so a span of ages. And um, like you, I like to sing. I am not nearly as good as you are, though, Tammy. I have no, like, CDs of myself. But I love to sing at church and play piano, and uh, I love to read although it is more online these days than real books. Um, I used to think I was a reading girl, like that was who I was, but, and I thought I was bad at math, honestly, but I've learned through teaching first grade a lot. I've taught a lot of things, but mostly first grade, like you, I've learned that I'm really like a math person too, um, because like just that growth mindset that I was learning about and all of the um, learning I've done through, you know, like just building thinking classrooms. I'm kind of like building my own thinking at the same time. Like yeah. it's a journey for me as much as it is for the kids, really. So we're on it together. <laughs> and I'm glad to find you like so many people are like the honesty of, you know, like, that it's hard. It's, it's not an easy thing, but man, it's so worth it. Like, mm -hmm. I love to see the kinds of things that I can learn from children and they get to learn from each other in a building thinking classroom. So anyway, there's my journey so far. <laughs> your, interestingly enough, your teaching journey is very similar to mine. Like I was very much literacy oriented like all about welcoming kids into the literacy club. And it's not yes. that I was ignoring math by any means um, at all. And I'm sure you weren't either, but, mm -hmm. but it has kind of, I've pivoted a little bit and mm -hmm. it's not that I've left literacy, but I have definitely found like a new passion for math instruction. So we are on the, the same level there. Me too. Or didn't me too symbol. I think, <laughs> um, I think mine uh, is that I knew, like, I had a lot of training for literacy, and I was like, I need to know how to help children with math better. Mm -hmm. And so I just started seeking that out because I'm like, I, I should be equal in my content areas. Like, I should be able to help them more and not just be like, I don't know what to do now. So, right. yeah. Well, Plus I like it now. <laughs> Well, I know we've we've kind of veered into the building thinking classrooms conversation, but I'm going to back us up for just a second because okay. I want to start us uh, out with some celebration. So David Wolf says, "Until further notice, celebrate everything." And I'm going to try and start each podcast or as many as I can with celebration. So, what's something that you are currently celebrating? It can be silly, little, big, serious, about school, or totally unrelated to school? Just what's one thing you're celebrating right now in this moment? Okay. So uh, first thing that came, um, yeah. 
I got a new student unexpectedly always right they're never just like a big thing and I you know at this point in the year it could you never know what you're gonna get but she is amazing and such an asset to our class like I it's like instant bonding of friends. And I'm like, this wow. is such a blessing. Like, I'm so grateful that that was a good thing. And wow. like joining the right in on the learning. So good. I'm glad she, she, found, it. <laughs> she found her home. She and did. I'm, I'm, I'm glad she does. Good. Uh, I'd like to celebrate 10,000 people in our K2 Facebook group. Yay! Like, <laughs> I remember when getting 50 people was... A big deal and we were wondering I we're <laughs> we were wondering do we do we want more than a hundred you know do we want that? and then exactly. now we have ten thousand and we're like bring them on we'll take yeah. them on. pretty it's cool fun. so one of the things that I have been saying for a while about BTC is that it's magical and it's messy so mm. what for you has been the most magical about building a thinking classroom? So I think for me, um, I like control because mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm a teacher and that's yeah. generally how we work. It, it works in my favor, not nine tenths of the time, but, um, but yeah, like the magical thing is like, I have let go in a building thinking classroom And thinking continued, number one, and not just that, but I think like flourished sometimes. And I did not expect those moments to happen. Mm -hmm. So I I do love that, that, um, you know, I got to see that in my, I've taught a long time too, not as long as you, but long time too. And, you know, I would have thought I kind of know some stuff by now, but this is all new and I love it. Yeah. I keep thinking, like, where was this book 30 years yeah. ago, right? Why didn't Peter write this Peter, <laughs> you should have started earlier. But yeah. I'm so glad. I'm so yeah. glad. It's like, never I'm too late. It's never, never too late. late. No, it really isn't. Um, I think the messy part is, well, in general, it can feel messy. But messy um, isn't necessarily bad, right? Because no. thinking should feel messy. It, it does. It yeah. really does. Even in my own head, it <laughs> usually it's messy before uh-huh. there's clarity. Yeah. I think the messiest part for me has been like consolidation, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't seem uh, bad. You just wrap it up with a bow. But because of the like how the framework, like there could be a lot of things that happen and it could be something unexpected and that's something I'm working on myself is like really figuring out what could happen like writing out or thinking ahead of what possibilities people uh students children could come up with and then um trying to head them off at the past you know like what could I do or say or at the end how could I wrap this up so that they come away like learning something from that consolidation, you know, like we now have solidified that and not just had a great time because we do always have a great time. I mean, building thing classrooms so fun, yeah. but um, I want them to like, 
you know, put that in their long-term memory too, and then be right. able to build on it the next day and yeah. other parts of the day. Cause I love teaching first grade because it's all the things like we bring building thinking classrooms, ideas into all parts of our day. Um, even when they're not at the boards necessarily. So that's the messy part though, for me this year is like figuring out how to do it better. I don't know if I'll ever do it well, but better than I was. So do you feel like that consolidation is the part that you're working on to refine the most right now? Yes, okay. for sure. And I think I think com um, consolidation is going to be for me like a forever thing I'm trying to refine. Yeah. <laughs> because it is just so, it's so important and yet so challenging. Um, there's just so much, like you said, that, you're juggling in the yeah. moment and to then be so responsive to anticipate what you think will happen, but yet be responsive in the moment when it doesn't go the way you anticipated, right? There's, right. Oh, it's complicated. Yeah. There's so many things that happen. And I uh, saw Peter on something recently. He's everywhere. So I don't know where it was, honestly, but, and I only saw half the thing, but he said the consolidation is like the next level. Like that is really where it starts making, like making the learning like sink in. And that's really, I was like, yeah, he's right. Of course he's right. Mm -hmm. He knows lots of things. So trying yeah. to get in on that. Yes. I hear him talk about taking that collective knowing and doing, mm -hmm. make it into that individual knowing and doing. Right. Right. It happens we can do it together. <laughs> yeah, which is that consolidation, but it's also like the CYU, the check your understanding. Mm -hmm. It can be the notes. I haven't tackled that. I don't think you have either. Not yet. We have to at our K2 level, but yeah, we've got to get to that point where they take all of those ideas that are just floating around in the air and on whiteboards and then really personalize it and transfer it to their daily math. That's so important. Yeah, I've noticed outside of, I mean, within the, while they're at the boards lately, I've had groups that one either think, oh, I think we figured this out. Um, and in the past, sometimes they would just stand there um, until I, you know, notice that they're ready for an extension or something else. But uh, a question maybe, but I've noticed now they're like immediately, they kind of stand there, look at it. And then they're like, hey, let's go see what the other people did. And so <laughs> they're like running around the room, like seeing. And then I saw one team like this week, like go back to their board and they like revised what they were working on. Cause cool. they're like, I like that idea. And so they went back and tried it on theirs. And yeah, that that's another like level that I have not seen before. So that knowledgeable ability. I know. It's so that's question magical. For, question for you. I have some things that I I will cue my kids to do when they move around the room. But I'm curious what you say that helps them not just to copy them, copy the work, mm. but to really grasp what that other group might be thinking. How do you negotiate that? Well, that is tricky because it is easy to like 
just copy something down. But I usually, and I don't know that I have any great answers. I would love to hear other people's ideas. But I think like having them talk, I usually start with talk to the the other team, their teams of two, um, talk to the other team and see like what was their thinking here. That's really what I try to get them to do. Um, you know, that conversation is where, like, explain your brain. That's one of the things we talk about a lot. You have a lot of sayings. I don't have as many as you, but you have great sayings that you do with your kids. I do ex explain your brain. I probably stole that from you. Yeah, when it, that, that basically mirrors what I will tell them. Like, don't copy their work, copy their thinking. Yeah, that's and you can't copy their thinking until you ask them. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're doing very similar things about that. One of the things that I really appreciate about you and what you share on Facebook is that you share the things that go well, but you're also not afraid to share the things that kind of fell flat. And yes. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not necessarily good at that. Like I will, because I have tasks that fall flat all the time and <laughs> that I spend the rest of the day processing about how I'm going to refine and fix it, but I don't then share it on Facebook. And I, <laughs> I really appreciate that about you because it's like you're normalizing the process and that not every task goes the way we anticipate it to go. So I just wanted to thank you for that. And maybe you can share some of your insights on, on what do you do when it doesn't go well and why do you share and all of that? Well, I, I honestly do share because I, I feel our community is really safe. And that's one of the main things I love is like, they're very kind and encouraging mm -hmm. and such great thinkers. Like, people that will really like coach you or like, have you tried this or, Oh, I have a great idea. And so I, yeah, it's so scary. I mean, every time <laughs> it's a bad one, I'm like, should I not? But then this is why I think, what would I want other people to do? I would like to see what people did too, that didn't work because yeah. that's how I learned like, Ooh, I will definitely not do it that way. And hopefully they have some thinking or other people have thinking that will help me, you know, I mean, that's what we talk about, like learning from our mistakes. And I have a lot of those. I must be super smart. <laughs> and the, the thing is, we all we all do. And one of the things I shared recently was a graphic of I'm looking at it right now on my phone, how we want it to be, whatever it is. So we set this goal and then there's this beautiful linear line It finishes at the end, achieve it. You know, that's the way we want it to be. And exactly. yet what it really is, is this crazy loop to loop up and down all over the place. I thought I had it. Oh, I really don't. I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh, maybe I do. And it's just, that's how we, as you know, the building thinking classrooms, teachers yes. learn as well as our students. So it's it's on both levels. And so I love just how you're normalizing the process and giving people permission to know that this is not gonna be all unicorns and rainbows all the time. It's both magic and messy. 
And so, yeah. And the magic always comes again. Yes. You know, like it doesn't just always stay messy. Right. Um, at the beginning, I had some moments. I'm like, whoa, like it was exciting. And then I was like, oh, it's hard. Uh-huh. But then the, the excitement came again. It It is exactly that second part of the graphic. I've seen that one you're right. talking about. And there's good and bad and it all ends in a better place than it started. Yes. It's that, it's that gradual upward trend, right? Yes. We have our ups and we have our downs, but the trend is going up. The yes. thinking is increasing the willingness to try and revise and all of those competencies that are apparent in the thinking classroom. Those yeah. all grow. Yeah. Well, I'm curious. Um, Peter says that building a thinking classroom is a problem to solve and it's not a dance that he only knows the choreography to. So <laughs> tell us about a problem that you've worked to solve in your thinking classroom? A problem I've solved in my thinking classroom. Well, one at the beginning um, was like just getting kids to the board. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just thinking about something that happened a long time ago. Like that when you're first starting it seems like so many pieces to figure out, but yeah. that like, how do you um, get them randomized and quickly and to their place quickly? Yeah. Um, so I was just pulling like, you know, their name sticks and like pairing up people, but it, it took a little while. And then I would have to like point to where to go. And um, even if I numbered them or labeled them, it just seemed like a little complicated. And so you, I remember you shared a long time ago, and then I think you reshared to me when I asked you, like, what do you do? But the cards, um, it seems like complicated, but when I use that trick, it was so good. And it works for whoever's in there. Like uh, my, any new kids I've gotten always just uh, fall right in line. Other kids will be like, here, go to that board. It's right there. Yeah. But um yeah, I think that solving those little, those little things will really like give you more bang for your buck when you're getting to the thinking part. Cause that's right. when you want to Right. Cause we can't get to the thinking if the routines and the systems are right. in the way. Right. Which reminds me of like even just starting at the beginning of the year can look a little bit different for different grade levels or different groups. Like when I first started in January of 2022, I had a one-two combo and we'd already been a community for half a year. And I just got out the cards and I explained, hey, this is how you're going to get to your spot. And this is the task you're doing. Go. <laughs> but then the next year, when I started yeah. in September with a group <laughs> of first graders, and bless their hearts, they just had a lot of social and emotional challenges. I couldn't do that. I had to scaffold that process a little bit more. And I know you've done a little bit of scaffolding too at the beginning of the year. Yes. Yes. My group last year was not quite like yours, but similar. And I had a lot of movement of kids in and out, uh -huh. which uh, is another layer, as we all know, teaching that is tricky. Um, and that's why I like the cards, like those little things that other kids could help explain easily. 
But yeah, like we, it's different starting in the middle of the year than it is the beginning for sure. I would say, um, I take it back to the easiest step and then I take it back just a little bit easier, <laughs> like, uh, thinking about, and you know, we had a lot of conversations about, do you even like when you're starting with a, a crew that's never seen anything like this, it's the beginning of the year. Like we're just learning where we sit and stand in line, yeah. like that mm -hmm. kind of thinking, like, do we just send them to the boards or do we like, I think you even played game in front yeah. of the board, like just knowing we go from here to there and back and this is how it will look those little um scaffolds to build us to the point where you know we are now so if you are starting now like it might not look the same th as we started right. um you know at the very beginning of the year yeah we what we did in my room is i explained the card system I didn't even mention the whiteboards that were around the room. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Um, and I gave them each a card and I told them they were going to play this game one, two, Nim with their partner on the carpet when they got there. Thanks, Dan Finkel, for one, two, Nim. And it was magic. They just went to their carpet spot in front of the whiteboard, didn't even pay attention to it, played the game for a little bit. And I think we might have done that two or three times in that, you know, 15, 20 minute block. And then they were, they were then ready to engage in non-curricular tasks because they knew how to get to a spot that they were supposed to go to, what to do with their card, all of that kind of stuff that, you know, we can't assume that they know how to do. I love that. Yeah. I took a cue from you. We didn't play a game there, but they, um, we had a weird, beginning of our school year we were at school and then out of school for a little bit and then back in oh, that's but right. um but when we uh started my goal was to get them to the boards like you and so they just talked with a friend they had to find out something about their friend like know their name and their favorite color or food or there was something and of course the second you say i love you know pizza <gasps> me too and then it's like a big friend talk so it was a great way just to like meet a person. And then we, yeah. you know, I brought them back together and then we sent them off and we did it again, just right. like that. So, yeah. So I think it's important for people to consider how might they scaffold it depending on the time of year, their grade level and our particular crew. So I have a question for you. I know that, well, I have lots, lots of questions, but um, on a recent episode of the Learning Through Math podcast with our friends, Laura and Karina. They were Yay. talking with Annalise about being a first follower. And I feel like you and I are both first followers. Like we read the book and said, oh, I can make that happen. I'm doing it. <laughs> and in, in spite of not having anyone else in our space doing it as well, and what has that been like for you to maybe be the Lone Ranger? And what have you done to find the support that you need? I think I already know what you're going to say, but um, <laughs> like people, people need to be given permission to do this by themselves if that, if it comes to that. So can you just speak to that for a little bit? Yeah. 
You might have to. I mean, I really have. I don't know anybody. I live in a pretty big city, but I don't know anybody personally that does building thinking classrooms here. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I sought out on Facebook and Twitter. I was trying to find any social media place that I could find at the time where somebody might know somebody might know somebody who, you know, taught at least, you know, primary because I could see it was going to be different, like a little different for my kids than it would be for the big kids because yeah. they don't know all their numbers yet, you know, when we start out. So, um, yeah. And so that's how I found you in the main group because obviously the K2 group did not exist yet. Right. Um, but you're my people. Like the K2 group um, is just really like where I come for support um, and for like ideas and an encouragement. It's been probably the best professional development I've had because you just like every day I'm like trying to do it like the building thinking classrooms with my class. And then I post about it. Um, not as much these days because there's a lot of posts coming in, but I try to post what I do and then get feedback and then revise my thinking like you're talking about. And then, okay, what could I do to make it a little better? And it's just been, um, it's been really good for me professionally. Like, and, you know, like personally, too, I've made such good friends, like in real life. I've met you in real life and Laura and like so many people at the conference that I never, you know, would have known otherwise, literally. So I'm so grateful. And you've you've tried to plant some seeds at your school. right? Yes, we're trying. Uh, one of my first grade buddies. Um, she's interested because I'm always talking about my think boards and what we did. And she's like, mm -hmm. that sounds really cool. So um, we, we've been having uh, like trying to get someone to cover a room so she could come yeah. see it in action. Uh, it's going to happen someday. <laughs> we just keep having glitches in the, the scheduling, but we're going to make that happen. And I'm hoping to like share it that way. Um, I'm looking at maybe doing things with my school, like, talking to my principal and maybe like she would let me talk to my building or at least like do a quick task, yeah. you know, not even like the whole thing with like in a staff meeting. I'm just like, I think a little thing like that might spark some ideas of like, Oh, what is this? Um, Cause I just might not know about it really. I appreciate how you just dove in. You like buckled your seatbelt and <laughs> you know, you're up for the ride. And whether anyone else on your staff was there with you, you just were willing to do it. But also you're like planting little seeds when you can, and maybe they will grow and maybe, maybe they won't. Oh. But, uh, but I also think you can honor all the work you're doing in the Facebook group too. A lot of people have been positively, positively affected by your sharing and the tasks that you're um that you're sharing with with them so you are making an impact even if you might not see it you know at your own school 
So you're doing You're great. such a good encourager, Tammy. <laughs> That's one of your best things ever. So as we as we wrap up, speaking of, you know, people who are new to this, what's some advice that you would give that teacher who is just starting their BTC journey? Like what would you have wanted someone to tell you when you were starting like two years ago? Um, well, as Nike says, just do it. <laughs> I mean, like, I think Peter says in a different way, nobody, nobody died from trying BTC. Right. But, right. um, yeah, like what you really need is boards mm -hmm. and my boards still are dry erase sleeves. Like you can get on Amazon. They're stuck up on the wall. I have magnets cause I've magnet, uh, walls. And, and then you have to find a way to get your kids to the boards. Mm -hmm. Like basically if you do that, like you can look in our group and find million tasks. Uh, there's even like first task, you know, like yeah. we, we have a start here right at the top of the group right there. So go in there. There's some stuff you could start with and just try it and tell your kids too. like, look, we're going to try something new and they will love you for it. Cause mm -hmm. it, it's so fun. Like it's, they like to see that you're, you know, in on the game too. So yeah. totally you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> so get your boards and find some tasks and figure out a way to randomize and you're set. Yep. That's yep. it. Okay. Just anything. do it people. You heard it from Nicole herself. <laughs> just do it. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It's been wonderful to, to chat and to talk all things BTC. So It is. I could talk to you forever, Tammy. You yeah. always encourage and give me great ideas. Well, likewise. We are a good team. So, all right. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks, Tammy. As I reflect on my conversation with Nicole, there are a few things that stand out. Number one, she wasn't afraid to do the thinking classroom alone if she had to, but she also wasn't shy about reaching out for support. There are so many generous teachers, just like her, who are waiting in the wings to help you if you're new in this journey. I also love her growth mindset, that she is willing to go on this journey of building her own thinking. And if that means sharing the things that don't go well, then she's ready to do it. She normalizes the process, that this is not a linear journey. There will be ups and there will be downs, and we're in it together. So thanks, Nicole, for being in it with us. We are better together. If you want to know more about Nicole's journey, just go to our K2 Facebook group, click on Nicole's name, and you'll be amazed about all the things that she and her mathematicians are doing. In the meantime, in the famous words of Peter Liliadal, no one ever died doing thinking classrooms. Just try it.